Aren't you getting all the dick you want right now? No. Oh. I would like it much more frequently than I have access to it currently. Fair enough. There was three weeks in a row there that was pretty good. Like every day? No. Oh, no. No. Like what would be a good like on the weekends for you? What do you mean? Like ideally, what would I ideally. what would I choose? Yeah, if like, I got let's to say see like the, per week. If I got to see the engineer every day, you, you'd want to have sex every day. Oh my god! Who who? <clears throat> I'm sorry. Who does not want to have sex like once a day? I wouldn't. I don't want to have sex once a day. Oh, I'm here's sorry. the thing with me. Whenever I'm not in a relationship, then I get cock hungry because I feel like I could never get it again. Wait, wait, do, would you say that you get? It's a cock- famine. Hungry, hungry. I get hungry because I'm afraid mm. that I'm never going to get it again. But then when I'm in a relationship or I have a steady thing, then I'm like, I don't need it every day. When you have cock on draft, yeah, because it's it's available whenever I want it. You take the cock for granted. This is your problem, John. I would agree because I never, ever, ever take other people's genitalia for granted. It's hmm. like a matter of like they can always take it away. I don't. I don't assume that because I can get it, I can, I will get it. There's always this fundamental like Heisenberg Nookie principle involved. Oh. The second that you state 100% that you're going to get it, then that means you're probably not going to get it. Oh, well, that hasn't, that hasn't been my case. That hasn't been my... I take a Schrodinger's cat approach. Like, if I don't see it, <laughs> it's never going to... It doesn't exist. So I'll never... Actually, your analogy is more accurate because I totally messed up my interpretation of the Heisenberg principle there. So, fair enough. It's okay. I, I thought that was like anything. a character on Breaking Bad. No, uh, the Heisenberg principle was. is that you cannot state the velocity of a particle and the location of a particle at the same time. Um, I was attributing it to you cannot state the um, likelihood of sleeping with somebody and the fact, yeah, I, t- I totally Oh, that. I can. Also, the I, Smith said, how soon is now? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I firmly believe that you could never state with 100% certainty that you're going to sleep with someone. No, but it, but. You can if you're bright. Yeah, okay, we're just going to (laughs) go. Hey, you. Welcome to Secretly Timid. Uh, It's the uh, Metro... Plex's premier premier gay yeah unstructured irreverent irreverent dick friendly dick friendly vagina friendly um in between friendly just really kind of nebulous podcast uh where we come to no conclusions and nothing's ever resolved i'm megs and i am here with otieno Sup. And John. Hello. Uh, and we have a featured song this week, I believe. It is Josephine by the band Escort. Fantastic. It's a disco song. Well, I can't wait for that. <laughs> so, uh, I guess let's, should, are we just going to, what are you looking at there? What's that? What you doing? What's that now? What you doing? You've been gone for a while. Yeah. I'm trying to find an article so that when I reference it later in the pod, as I'm sure I will, that I'll have it available to link. You want to make that joke work. Do not mess it up. Well, allegedly. Um, 
How was your week, weeks. John? Weeks. Yeah, John. Weeks. How long is it? Oh, that's right. It's been a week. We Miss Christmas. Christmas we, has happened. Mm-hmm. It has. Um, my weeks have been great. Yeah. Surprisingly. Uh, work was truncated, which was cool. I like having a three-day work week. Um, I met my neighbor mm-hmm. for the first time. Tell us about your neighbor. He's yeah. intense. He oh. likes to overshare. The first day. Why don't so, you share his overshare with us? So, so I came home uh, on Fridays. I, I I'm home by like two fifteen, two thirty, and um, and I was entering my apartment, and he was entering his apartment, and he we've he's probably lived next door to me for a couple of months, but we just never crossed paths, I guess, because of our work schedules, and he was like. Hi, I'm Eric. What's your name? And I'm like, I'm John. It's like, I didn't think anybody lived there because you're so quiet. And I was like, right back at you, buddy. Like I didn't say house. that. And I was like, oh, yeah. And so we, the first day we just kind of like, you know, shook hands and, and that was that. And that, But then that following Saturday, um, and it was weird because Friday I was like, I feel like I've known that guy before. Like he seemed kind of familiar to me. Um, so anyway, it was a Saturday before Christmas and I'm uh, heading out to go to the grocery store and he was heading out too. Um, and and I said, hey, do you play poker, by the way? And he said, only for money, which is something that everybody, whenever I ask them, they always say that. I'm like, Is that whatever. some kind of like, like quippy joke? Yeah, or... which means, which I interpret that meaning he does not play poker because a poker player would not say something sassy like that uh, but then we just got to talking because uh he apparently doesn't have a lot of friends and he wants to have friends <laughs> that's not a red flag he overshared so much all. i learned his age i learned his annual income <laughs> which is what <laughs> he's going to be making 90 grand a year soon right now he's only making 60 grand okay so his annual income is 60 grand yeah right now let's let's um, not let's not uh, factor in dreams. And then he was <laughs> talking about the women in Frisco and how they keep on ghosting him and he just can't manage to get it in. It's because he makes Literally 60 grand. What? I mean, Both. Yeah, yeah, he's like, he's like, I don't understand. I go on these dates with, with uh, women and they're, the first dates are always great and they never message me back. And I'm like, I'm mm. sorry. Um, then he was, he was like, do you like sushi? I was like, yeah, I love sushi. He's like, oh, we could go to this place. And I was like, okay, that sounds cool. Do you drink? I was like, no, I don't drink. Do you smoke? I was like, I don't smoke, but I eat it. <laughs> I eat it, but you didn't specify what it was you were yeah. talking about. Is that right? Anyway, he was just very... I'm referencing ass. He was very intense. Yeah. Um, the only major red flag that came out to me where I was like, hey, buddy, that's not cool, what you said. Was he would he would because he's a fit guy. That was the only major red flag. The is, major this is like this is like a red flare going up in the air. Where it was like problematic, problematic, problematic. Okay. He was talking about that he would go and work out in the our the gym at our complex. Mm-hmm. He was like, and these women. He's like, I don't say anything to them because I don't want to shit where I eat, which is what why OTNO mm-hmm. follows by that too. I also said that. Yeah, Meg said that too. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, but these women, they just they they like. The positions they get in, I, I think, are they doing that just for me? Aww. And I'm like, uh, no, those women are not doing that for you. They're just doing yoga because it's a gym. <laughs> yeah. It's like, don't, you know. So that was kind of a red flare. Dude's interpreting his, the yoga pants way too soon. Yeah, it's there. like everything is for me. They're working out for me. Well, I, I mean, I, I would argue that maybe uh, also 
I mean, Maybe you go to the gym, don't you? You've gone to the gym before. You don't in my life. You yeah, don't do stuff for like the men in the gym. Oh my god, I do whatever I can to work out as quickly as I can to get the fuck out. So she isn't accosted by the men in the gym. Well, I mean, they wouldn't. No, I mean, I don't. I don't think. Here's here's the thing. Nobody at the gym is looking at anybody else in the gym. But themselves. I would be looking at other people. Okay, except for you. I'd be like, let's look at some. <clears throat> let's look at some dicks. I just see a bunch of like fucking meatheads like looking at themselves in the mirrors and wanting to kiss their biceps, but they can't because the weight is too heavy. They can't get it up. There. <laughs> well, then I'll be looking at their dicks while they're looking at themselves. <laughs> and they're doing your shorts. <laughs> and they're doing your shorts. All right, uh, but he also asses. He also made it very clear to you in the beginning that he wanted to have a lot of friends, but did not. Yes, because he's an introvert. I, he's, he was. He just, does not sound like an introvert. I to know. Me. That's what I was thinking. He like he overshares big time. He this didn't ask a, me. He didn't really. Well, he asked me some questions like where are you from um stuff like that but i kept on thinking like when do i interject and say i am gay so if you want me to be your wingman i am not that guy he definitely knows you're gay you John. Think? oh yes because because there was one point where he literally looked me up and down i'm thinking hmm I mean, he could and it's be gonna bi. be it's gonna be my mission to give him a bro job <laughs> give him a bro job because it's very clear that he is that's very neighborly of he you. is very sexually frustrated and those are well, that's not your problem. The best bros to bro. Okay. Um, Otiana does not approve. Jimmy I, said, I said, hey, can I give this guy a bro job? And he paused for about 10, no, not 10 seconds. That's too long. For like three seconds, he said, sure. <laughs> I said, perfect. Thank yeah. you. Jimmy, probably, probably because it, he doesn't think that it will ever happen, but I think I can do it. I'm going to get that dick out. Jimmy was already thinking about like, how many dishes he was going to put in the sink. <laughs> uh, from a clinical Inside perspective, joke. I would like to say that, that, I mean, immediately it sounds like this guy is bats. You know? I know, which is intriguing. Uh, okay. I just like how all the things that are red flags for most other people are green flags for you, i.e., oh, they're crazy. <laughs> oh, they're my next door neighbor. Oh, they've been looking me up and down. Th- those are those are three things that in concert would make most people go, and that's why I'm not going to do this. And John's going, this is what makes this a good idea. And I'm going, are you fucking I'm insane? just curious. I got the green light, Otiano. Oh, Jesus. I'm, I'm going as, in. I'm as curious as a cat. Yeah. I can just already see how we're going to be. We're going to be stoned. How He's many lives be like, you got left there, buddy? It's going to be like, I just can't get it in. I'll be like. You think that this dude is a challenge. Like, can I make this straight guy, this crazy straight guy, (laughs) can I make him want to be my friend enough? I don't want to be his friend, though. That was weird. It's like, when he kept kept on saying, saying, like, we could do this, we could do that, we could do this. I've got ends at the the star, which is like the the thing with the styles, the, 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 the training site that they kind of put a bunch of restaurants around. In Frisco, the... The star. What's John, that? It's John. where the Dallas Cowboys training center is. That huge stadium that training that for what? For football. The, the 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 fundamental problem here is you're making a misappropriation of intent. You're assuming that uh, right now indeed, I am just fantasizing, no, no, my no. friend. Dude, you have you have pretty much already decided that given the opportunity, this will happen. Yeah. Okay. If and he if we're if we're broing out, if I'm sitting at his out. he said yeah. that his his apartment is very posh. I haven't seen inside of it. Even though it's, I'm sure it looks just like mine. Well, um, that if we're blowing out and we're just watching TV, and he keeps on talking about how he can't get it in, 
I mean, I, I could see that as an opening. I can my, look sorry, here. Sorry. I'll be like, no, here's no, what no. I'm picturing. A hate uh, crime. Uh, well, <laughs> hate crime happening. Subsequently, yes. Um, but like, this is like this. This is going to be like that uh, '80s movie, uh, "Can't Buy Me Love," where what's his face Dempsey is like, okay, I'll teach you how to do this, uh, dorky guy. I'll teach you how to like be in with the ladies or that whatever. That sounds like Cyrano de Bourgeac or whatever. De Bergerac. De Bergerac. Um, Cyrano. Wasn't, wait, wasn't uh, the Jeannie Garofalo one like a modern day Cyrano de Bergerac? <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The Truth one with about Uma, cats and yeah, dogs. The one with Uma Thurman? Uh, kind of. Kind of. Uh, I was thinking more like this could be more like a um, just one of the guys 80s movies. It, no, it's, no, it's not like that at all. I want it to be like that. Cause you're I, want not the, I, want the, I want the reveal of, like, I'm showing my tits. And he's like, wait, you really are a woman. I mean, you can do that. But what I'm saying is, oh, you've seen this film, right, that I'm talking about? Yeah, I, have, camp, I have. I have, Right? Yeah. So, so um, he, he, you've he, seen he it? Pays, he no, pays I have this, not. He pays this cheerleader lady okay. to be hang out with him for a while. She's very popular, and he's not popular, and mm-hmm. he wants to be. So she, he pays her to, like... And I don't know why. I can't remember what uh, incentive she had other than money because I don't think she was hurting for it. But um, she like teaches him how to be cool and like get in with the crowd and have am women I, love him. Am I the cheerleader or am I the dorky guy in this scenario? You're the cheerleader. Oh, really? Yeah, and he's the dorky guy, and he's oh. gonna like um, you know impress you with his quote-unquote posh apartment uh, he just needs um, to impress me with that dick well you haven't seen it i yet. know i might have to be like i can't work with this <laughs> <laughs> i need to know what i'm working with first <laughs> what are what are the materials oh shout out to the podcast dating and the big d which oh, megan of, will soon be a guest on yeah i'm excited about that this i the one that i'm gonna be a guest on it could be d for disaster <laughs> when is that it's gonna be it's a recording in march oh, okay so it'll be a while before that comes out so that means it just means that i'll have plenty of time to develop i i think this scenario out see where it goes oh yeah you've got i i can't got wait to hear <laughs> what goes on with that the so it's hanging out with my neighbor <laughs> the episode i'm gonna be on i think the the title is dat man meaning like I don't know if that's a phrase or if they just made that up, but like the one that got away. I'm not oh. exactly clear on the one that got away. What Graham. Does that mean? What? No, he's a hundred years old. But but the time. <sighs> but that's not. This is what Spooner. I need clarification on. Oh my god! Come on now, Brian. Stop using real names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not using last names. Well, Spooner is a last name. But they don't know the first name. Okay. Oh, my God. So, meanwhile, Megan, how was your week? All right. Well, we haven't finished John's Oh, no. no we're, we're done. Like, yeah. We're yeah, done. We're, we're done. Oh, is it? Let's we're do, done. Let's do yours. No, no, let's do yours first. Oh, Otian has a story to tell. No, not really. Just, I, I'm gathering my thoughts. Oh. He's so judgmental. You're a judgmental cat. How am I in the judgmental corner? cat? I mean... 
judge. You're sure. totally <laughs> judge. He's. Judgmental. I like how Becky got real quiet. So apparently, I am judgmental. <laughs> uh, Just let me do my thing, even if it's a John. Disaster. I'm interested in your safety and well-being, and the current decision set you're talking about making is going to jeopardize those things. It could either lead to a blowjob or a hate crime. If something bad happens, yeah, and to you know you, what? That dichotomy is not something you should have to consider. <laughs> the danger if, makes it sexy. If oh, something wow. bad happens to you, how are we going to get to that laptop? <laughs> yeah, that's. A good I will. Question. I will uh, make sure. Give me a key to your apartment yeah, yeah. or something. No, you'll get it. Yeah. Because somebody also needs to find your body. Body. Yeah. Your remains. Uh-huh. I'll be next door. <laughs> in the posh apartment. <laughs> oh, my God. Actually, no, he'd probably, just, he'd probably drag it to the trash suit shoot and put me in the trash suit, I would think. I think it's cute that you think that you're going to fit in the trash chute. I think totally it's cute that you're like just suit. casually discussing, hey, I can ha- either have sex with somebody non-problematic or have sex that I might die during. Now, let's be, let's let's be clear. I'm not talking about sex. I'm talking about a blowjob. Yeah, blowjobs. Yes, Come because on. that drastically changes the nature of my argument, John. <laughs> it's a bro job anyway. Yeah. It's like not even like a real blowjob, okay? Exactly. Megan, how was your week? Oh, it was, uh, it was, it was weeks, plural. weeks. Well, I don't remember what happened the week before your this. parents were in town. Is that what, is that what it was? Okay. So yeah. So my, my parents came, uh, into town and they stayed at my apartment, my 1200 square foot apartment, my six foot six massive father and my tiny mother and I were all hanging out in this uh they stayed in my queen size bed (laughs) which is you know like barely big enough for me how'd that work out well fine i guess i mean they didn't like complain or anything i just don't understand i mean there are like two perfectly luxurious hotels within walking distance of this place i feel like may one of which we went to for a a a very bougie and disappointing and also silent brunch. We, that sounds like all the things I would not like my brunch to be. Yeah, we went to... Well, the bougie is negotiable, but go ahead. So, so uh, before... Uh, so they were coming in to DFW Airport and they were renting a car and they were going to come here. And their, their, their entire point was to come visit you? Yes. Okay. If you can believe that somebody would do that. There are plenty they of love people you. that do that, Megan. Yeah. You're their firstborn. Maybe. Yeah, that you know. As far as I know, we should ask the foreign exchange student from high school. He knows more about it than me. Um, he knew that my parents were both divorced before I knew that. So that's why I say that. I'm still a little upset. Um, so I'm waiting for them to drive here from the airport and I'm vacuuming the apartment and I plug the vacuum in and it goes out, that outlet goes out along with most of the outlets in my kitchen. Oh, no. And it's problematic mostly because even though I have a gas range, it plugs into the wall for to light it. For the spark? Right. So, um, I mean, I can light the burners with a, a lighter. That's scary. Like a, you know, like like a crackhead or whatever. But... Um, I don't know where the, you know, I should light it for the, for the oven. So I can't use the oven or the, the thing that is under the oven. (laughs) I 
can't remember what that's called. The broiler. The broiler. I can't do that. So you, can I interrupt here just yeah. for a minute that mm-hmm. I read something? And I don't think that it's I like true. that you asked me. <laughs> so the ovens. I heard that that drawer underneath the oven is not for storage. No, it is not. It's a broiler. It, is it, it that? I it, know. It depends on. What? Actually, some of them are for storage. It depends on the oven. Some yeah. are broilers. Some are storage. You can tell by I, how easy it is to shove pans in there or not. Yeah, I heard it's like to keep if things warm. If there's fire down something. there, it's a broiler. Yeah. No, I is, thought do you, you always put, you like can use it to pan. keep, yeah, yeah keep you things can. warm. You can. I didn't know that. You can. Mine's definitely not a broiler. There ain't no fire in there. Yeah. You're sure? Yeah. Did you try? Try what? To light a fire. No, because there's a broil setting. If it's a broiler, that's well, also I have a broil you know. setting on my oven. But well, then you ha- then that's your broiler. Really? Yes. Yeah. I've never used right? it. Um, John, I'm kind of <laughs> terrified at your lack of. You should have your neighbor come skill. over and check <laughs> it out it for you. You know, <laughs> teach you how to use your appliances. Oh Christ! Teach him how to use his appliance. Oh my God! I, I really just kind of leave that out there. For Obviously, you not referring to his stove because yeah, clearly John doesn't know. So, um, so yeah, so you know, I was gonna like make a Christmas dinner or whatever because I did Thanksgiving and that that went off without a hitch this year. And now I have an excuse not to. Well, no, it was. I mean, it was kind of frustrating because at that point, like you know, it's the twenty second or something, and we don't have any like reservations or anything. So we could go to Humperdinks, probably because that's always open. Waffle House, Humperdinks, Waffle House. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm thinking. What are burgers usually open? Princess Bride, right now. Yeah. <laughs> Funny you should Humperdink, say. Humperdink, Humperdink. We did actually watch that in silence. What is with you and your parents in silence? Are they like secret, like... Are they Catholic? Am- Amish no. people or something? Or dunkles? Or like... I don't know what a dunkle is. What's a dunkle? Is. Some other religious sect that What's involves like very plain dress and like aggressive no. silence. My, I mean, my mom says that she believes in God and that she's Lutheran and shit, but I don't see any Lutherans, evidence of it that's really. that's the silence. Okay. No, but my dad is not. And I don't know... Uh, I know that my dad was... His parents went to church. If I recall, Lutherans don't dance. Or something. Probably not. I certainly fucking don't. Does your I mom was. Dance? I know. But you have such a long body. You'd be a beautiful dancer. Yeah. Oh, you. You totally would. Um, there's I that one. There's that one photo of you in that yellow leotard. I want to see Megan twerking. Yeah. There, I there don't is see that Megan. Photo. No. I'm not going to do that. Twerk. Not at all. I'd see more, her more like uh, ballet. I could see both. You can do both. Uh, my actually, I wanted when I was very small. I wanted to be a ballet dancer, and my mom told me I was too big. <sighs> Fuck your mom. Not even in the well. Family. Nobody does. I don't think. Uh, <gasps> you don't think they? they I am, have an active sex. I'm life? almost certain. And Joe and Dallas needs to get point, your mom some presents. Okay. Wow. Uh, so Joe, good luck with that. I went to the. I was in. I went to Lutheran school for a little while. I went to Lutheran church until I was like 10, and then my mom was like, you're making such a fuss. Do you want to do this anymore? And I'm like, no, man, I don't want to do this anymore. And then I didn't have to. So that was merciful. But anyway, so no, so we, I mean, there's not a lot of, it's not a heavily religious upbringing that I have. But there were definitely lots of run-ins with religion. You went to a Lutheran school and went to church until about ten years old. I don't That's think I've plenty of time. Yeah, no. don't. Do you want to know how many times I went to church? Mm. Zero. Okay, well, I think maybe like once, but I think zero. Like I have no no history of any sort of church shit. 
I remember how excited I was when my parents finally stopped making me go to church on Sundays. Oh, so you went too? Oh, no, no. I, I, I'm speaking to you about that from the perspective of someone were you, else that were was you also Lutheran? raised accordingly. Lutheran? Were you no, a Lutheran? Lutheran? I was raised a combination of um, AME and Baptist. What's AME? Um, African Methodist Episcopalian. Oh. What's thing. Methodist Episcopalian? I, I don't even What's know. Episcopalian? I honestly don't even fucking What's Methodist? Know. I just know it was an AME church. I think that's what AME stands for. And I was so divested from the doctrine that I don't particularly care either way. I didn't want much to do with either. So, To whatever. be honest, really the only sects of Christianity that I know anything about are Catholics. Because, like, you know, they've got those exorcism movies and shit. And also um, Pentecostals because they oh, speak in tongues and, and have like snakes. Oh no, and no, shit. there's plenty of like 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 tongue speaking in traditional Southern um, Southern Baptist black. Appalachia churches. loves that shit. Yeah, Appalachia also loves handling snakes. The yeah, the uh, black yeah. people speak in tongues also. <laughs> I think they Short invented answer, yes. it. Oh my. Short I was answer, kidding. Yes. I don't know if they invented it. I don't know what that means. No. It's fine. <laughs> I had a, there's plenty of dancing in the spirit, speaking in the spirit, speaking in tongues, et cetera, et cetera, in black churches. Yes. I had a Pentecostal roommate when I had that house in Denton, and he said that he didn't see a movie till he was 17 because he wasn't permitted. Or I, I'm still going to firmly maintain that literally the, the, the Abrahamics are one of the things What's that are that? actively Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. Are one of the things that are actively like holding us back as a species, but whatever. That's just me. I'm not going to argue with that. No, I mean, it's not at yeah. all. So, uh, so yeah, so not not a heavily uh, religious upbringing. Uh, I don't think my dad has has ever said anything about religion to me at all. He's a conservative, but like, like he, uh, as far as I'm. As far as I know, my dad doesn't have any opinions on like abortion or he could he could give a fuck. He just wants his tax breaks. He wants to keep his money. Um, At least he's honest. Uh, well, I mean, I guess. Uh, I don't know if he should get credit for that, really. But I wonder, like the people that are like that, do they do realize what what like you know you we need to pay taxes. Right, we need. There's certain things that the government. Yeah, but but people us. like that are under the false impression that they pay a larger percentage of taxes than other people because they're being taxed for being uh, successful. Well, as then, if they then I would say maybe that maybe they should by try in a vacuum. living. Uh, with the income amount of those that do not have to pay an income tax and see well, if they to like hear that them, better. To hear them tell it, that's how they started out. Well, the, the, but the, then they grabbed their bootstraps, you know? The, the underlying issue is they're making the false equivocation between morality and success, i.e., yes. if you did well financially, that means that you were a good person. Well, that's what happens in America. Yeah. If you do the right things and if you're disciplined... Totally. Success the American dream to works for you and stuff. And exactly. Nothing to do with any other factors except for how good a person you are. Um, uh, on that note, actually, so um, Rudiger J. Smoot came to visit me as a relief. He's a very good friend, by the way. So he came the last night my parents were here. He came to visit and have some drinks and snacks. My mom was very cute. She like went to the store. She's like, let's go to the store and buy some snacks. And I was like, Mom, I don't care. Nobody cares about snacks. Snacks don't matter. Who gives a shit? And so she goes to the store and she buys this like whole spread. And One she's of those like, tray things? No. 
No, not, not she one of the made trays. it. She, she fucking made, made it. So she like takes the cheese and she cuts these like little Wedges pieces and, and oh, because like, she's a mama bird with no more baby birds. So exactly. you gotta let her be a mama That's bird. Right. So she like fans it out like magazines, you know, and like puts out sausage and grapes like a fucking cornucopia. And uh, so Rudiger comes over and he he's very impressed by the snacks. He 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 likes the snacks, and he and my. <laughs> I say to him, hoping that my dad is just going to like say, fuck it, I'm going to finish the Princess Bride and go to bed. I said, do you want to go sit outside? Because it's like 55 degrees or whatever. And, and uh, my dad goes, yeah, let's go outside. It's really nice out there. So it's me and my dad and Rudiger sitting around. My, my mom was like watching a movie on her iPad with her headphones or something. And... Uh, at some point, my dad says something like, uh, so uh, so what do you think about the refugee situation? <gasps> and I know what his position is, obviously. You guys know what his position yeah. is, right? Uh, there are those, whatever, whatever the worst one is. There are those lazy people. <laughs> I'm, yeah. you know, I'm paraphrasing, but whatever. And which was perfect because Rudiger has done i mean he does human rights research so he's like lived in refugee camps all over the fucking world and uh so very like smoothly he's telling my dad that he doesn't know what he's talking about and my dad like eats that shit up and uh and then my dad like shifts later to something like uh well, you know, like like in New Orleans, when uh, when the hurricane came, oh, and fuck. and if, at this point, you know, he's fucking talking about black people. We know who he's talking about. He's like, you know, um, th- there's all this like, you know, th- they they want help, and uh, there's all this human labor at this this you know the the Superdome or whatever it's called, and and uh, but but they don't even like pick up their own trash and like put it in the trash can. I'm like, Jesus, Dad. Uh, where the fuck are you going to put the trash? There's nowhere to put the trash. The trash is everywhere. And uh, he's like, well, you know, like, uh, you got to want to better your situation. And and uh, and I was getting kind of like, I could feel myself like bristling. And Rudiger, like, just, he was like, oh, as a matter of fact, I was in New Orleans during Katrina. And let me tell you some things. <laughs> like, in a way that my dad, like, totally calmed my dad down so and then the next uh so you know he left and whatever and when my parents were leaving that day my dad says i really liked your friend uh you should bring him to invite him to florida with you the next time you come (laughs) like so like he's my new boyfriend or something I'm really I want really him to be glad. my new boyfriend. I'm really glad I had not met your parents. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm also glad that you didn't meet my parents. I was actually afraid well. that you were going to accept that invitation. Yeah. That I sent you when I was drinking. Yeah. Because I, I, I just I, I wanted to feeling, see you. I had the feeling that uh, meeting your parents would not have been a good thing for me. No, it was horrible. It was mostly, I mean, for the most part, it was like three days of... Of sitting around in silence, mm. knowing that I can't say like, "Hey, you guys, I'm going to go to the bar with my friends. I'll be back in a in the morning or whatever," because then they would get all bent out of shape. So, so there was that. Uh, I wait, realized wait. this is the message you sent on Thursday. 
Uh, where, where are you? Want to come over? Was that that night? No. Okay. Just curious. That was a different... No, no, no. They were gone by then. Okay, cool. Um, they left Wednesday morning. Uh, I, I realized this last visit that something... One of the things that bothers me most about my relationship with my parents or the, the, the dynamic is that they do not value friendship the way my brother and I do. Hmm. So, like, you know... If I say, I'm going to have my friends over, they, they kind of like, you know, get bent out of rumpf, shape at rumpf. first. Like, well, why, why don't you want to spend time with... Or, you know, like when I go to their house uh, and I visit them and I'm like, well, this is okay. Everybody's sitting around with their fucking iPad. I'm going to go meet up with my friends at a restaurant. I'm like, what do you, what do you mean? You're going to, you don't want to spend time with us. So, and they don't really have friends that, that like drop by and, you or just know. That, or just the idea of spending time for them sounds like spending time is people doing individual tasks off by themselves, just happen to be doing individual tasks yes. as a group. How could I have 38 years of history with these people and have nothing to fucking talk about? Oh, no, there are things you could talk about. They're just very uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> I have made efforts previously, not on this visit, to to talk about some of those things, and it goes nowhere, mm. nowhere, and I can't do it myself, and I I'm tired of trying to like generate a conversation on my own, and I'm mm. not going to do it anymore because it's it's uh it's fruitless. It's counterproductive, in fact, because it just like is anxiety provoking for me. So, so the joys of parental power dynamics. Yeah. So that was Christmas. That was that was like that. Um, what else happened? Nothing. Just hung out. Uh, hung out with my pals, and uh, I think that's it. Oh, I got sick. My. My dad showed up with a sinus infection or the flu or some shit, and so I got it. So I'm getting over that. That's always fun. So I had to call in to work two days in a row, which is shitty. But there it is. The end. P.S. Long story long. The end. Otieno, please Mm -hmm. tell us about your week. (laughs) Well... Starting, um, I, don't this, I don't know if this had started before I was on the last episode I was on, but I have begun my uh, ride outs with the with a local private ambulance agency, which means every third day I am sitting at a station waiting for calls to go off to various places and either go and post and wait for something terrible to happen or to actually go and attend to something terrible happen. Had a couple of DOAs, had a couple of um, had one structure fire. Had people in varying stages of um, metabolic discomfort due to sodium potassium levels being whacked out. A couple of chest pain calls. How does that happen? How do you get your sodium potassium levels whacked out? As in, someone who is a cancer patient is riding home from their visit to their, to their, to their cancer treatment provider. Their blood work comes back, and they get a uh-huh. phone call sitting in the driveway saying, "Hey, your potassium and sodium are both really low. You should call an ambulance." Okay, so it's not like. I had too many mimosas today, and now not like that. Well, arguably, it's possible if you like, you know, overdose on bananas or whatever, but it's highly unlikely to occur. Not for me. Um, but the point of the matter, well, Megan likes bananas. I like bananas too, though. Yeah. Well, be careful of your <laughs> potassium levels, but whatever. Point is that, um, yeah. So, a uh, couple of trauma calls, like old people falling, 
you know, had one lady with a, with a laceration in the back of her head, one lady with a laceration on the front of her head, where, and also where she almost, well, she had actually bitten through her own lip. Oh. Um, which is nobody really likes. Something like there's like, a proper hole in it? Like there's a uh-huh. hole between the inside of her mouth and the outside of her mouth that is not her mouth. How big was that hole? Um, it was largely occluded by blood, so and or rapidly coagulating. Could blood. you like put like a gobstopper on it I if you? If I really tried, I could have fit a toothpick through there. But, oh, okay. You know, it wasn't like it would have involved moving tissues out of the way because it swells. And it, right. It wasn't like sure. a tissue missing. It was sure, a puncture sure, sure. wound, so the tissue would, it folded back into place. It's just a matter of it was definitely a hole through her face. Um, but yeah, just car to the hospital, staunch bleeding, placed IVs accordingly. Need to work on my IV game a little bit still. Are you able to like leave work at work or do you get like, that's a good hauntings of it? I mean, it's a good, it's an excellent question so far as I'm good at caring about people. I mean, and that sounds frivolous, but it was in like, if I have someone in the back of the truck, I'm not just like, oh, you're just into the sack of meat recording to the ER. It's like, no, hi, how are you? Where are Mm -hmm. you from? Tell me about your, your your kids or your grandkids or what were you doing when you fell? Hey, who's going to meet you at the hospital and so on. Just to clarify, you're not doing that if they're actually deceased. So. Uh, that's not generally – we don't try to – actually, we don't even transport corpses, so it's okay. Oh. That's the more – So no, job. then. So no. Fantastic. Um, let's get information on scene, in which case I will indeed ask the corpse how they're doing. But. Do they still – because I knew somebody – who his job was like for organ don- donation? Uh-huh. Like he would go to scenes and like collect the organs. But I thought they did that at whoa, like whoa, the whoa. hospital. Let's be, clear. Let's be clear about that. What you're talking about is someone who maybe was an EMS provider who transported someone. Who maybe was, that was, was stuff, maybe keeping yeah. them stable, and they were planning on treating them when they got there, or they were planning on transporting them for later organ harvesting. You don't pick up like organs that. on scene. <laughs> that's that's what he made it sound like. He was like, "If yeah, somebody so, dead, I'm going to go get me a liver." Yeah, no one shows up. Like, are you guys going to use and, like, that? Leaves a husk for later transport. No, it's not happened. So that said, um, yeah, that's been. My life lately is work two days a week and or relaxing two days a week and then going and helping people not die for and so on. So so, and the you, transition isn't that bad for me. Personally. You are able to relax when you go home and like John had asked, like you're not taking yeah, this home. I go home, and take a very fretting. long shower, do a salt scrub and either pass out or resume my day accordingly. I can, I mean, I will say in response to the uh, um, undercurrent of your question, I normally have a very, very high people tolerance. I normally have reserves and bandwidth to spare to care for other people after I get off work. So I don't so much carry baggage, but I'm definitely having a lesser capacity for empathy slash sympathy slash personal interaction afterwards. Even though I am an extrovert, because of how intense those interactions are, I have less bandwidth for other people afterwards. To answer your question? Yeah, because well, I was thinking, like, for example, I love animals. Mm. And part of me would love, like, if I could do a do-over, go into, like, vet school. Mm-hmm. But then part of me is thinking, no, I love animals too much. And I think that that would just rip my heart out every single day if I had to, like, euthanize one, you know? Yeah, and, and for me, if I have, like, you know, if I have enough people dealing with emotional whatever points, if I have, like, 100 points for the day, whereas an average day-to-day interaction leaves me with a reserve of about 25, 50, or whatever, mm-hmm. after a day at that, I have a reserve of, like, two, you know? So that means that if a friend of mine, a close friend of mine, called me saying, oh, my God, I have this huge emotional trauma, I have to say, listen, I'm sorry, I haven't got the bandwidth for that right now, can we talk about this tomorrow? Or, 
or something along those lines of basically like trying to get them to either to, to other resources that can help them out more intensely, intensively, or just to have them understand that like, yeah, I'm sorry, I'm out right now. But I was thinking like something like more visceral, like let's say you had a you had a patient, let's say a child or something that was just a very traumatic injury, and you're hoping to save them, and and it just wasn't going to happen. I haven't encountered that. But you don't have like that type of like almost similar to like a PTSD. Yeah. I mean, and and that's entirely possible. I haven't encountered that in this particular line of work as of yet. And that could happen. But for right now, I'm pretty good about compartmentalizing. Like I have this much to give you. I can give you, I I, I normally have a lot to spare from my average everyday day to day life. Mm -hmm. And so as a result, I have enough of a reserve so that in this line of work, I have enough to spare. Is there any like gallows sort of, sort of humor? Is that what it's called? Is that, is that like their, the coping mechanism? That's what this, that's what this podcast is here. (laughs) There you go. It's all of the above. There's both like a very much a gallows style. There's certain conversations we only have in the bay back at the shop that we would not have in front of patients, obviously, about their situation or how good or bad off they were or how good or bad off their friends were. Or, hey, that lady almost killed her friend with too much insulin or whatever else. Um, and there's also um, empathy fatigue, which is a whole other thing that basically can lead into that, where it's basically because you are so used to taking care of people at death's door or you you, you don't have the capacity anymore. You're... If your capacity used to be 100, it's now 25 because it's so burned the fuck out on trying to care for people. So you're not giving them as much actual – you can give them proper medical care, but you're not giving them the emotional attention they may need or deserve when they're in their time of need. So what I'm hearing you say is that after a standard euthanization, you can still go to lunch is what, what you're saying. Yeah. I hope I hope one day you get a rescue a cat out of a tree. Um, that would be fire, not not, not EMS, or not, oh. not um, paramedics. Damn, unless the cat needed oxygen. That's that's for firemen to do. I, I mean, hope yeah. that you have to. I hope that there's like an apartment fire and you have to save a bunch of kittens. Um, I think now they just take the fire hose and get the cat out of the tree that way. Really? I With don't water? Think that's true. No, <laughs> no, of course they don't do that, but. Now, and but think I'm about sure it. I'm sure I'm going to encounter some situation at some point that will actually make me question things and or put me at my limit and or challenge me in a way that had not been challenged before. But as of right now, A, I have decent coping mechanisms. B, I have the experience of having been a Marine in Afghanistan and or in at the Fukushima fucking disaster and shit like that. So it's not like I don't have well-developed coping mechanisms already. Um, I'm not asking for a challenge universe, by the way. I'm just saying that um, I, I'm okay so far. Compassion okay. fatigue is a thing. Yep. Empathy and compassion fatigue are totally a thing. It's, it's you know, stocking most of the planet's <laughs> ERs as we speak. The key is to go in with none. Oh, really? And then you, and then you don't like... Is that your like, philosophy? Yeah, and then, and then you don't have any, like, you know, depletion. Mm-hmm. Just start at zero. Megan, the fact that I know you're lying through your teeth is the reason why we're friends. Mm-hmm. So, Tina, did you have a good holiday break? Um, did you do anything? I didn't really get a holiday break um, oh. because in order to save up, in order to have enough PTO to be able to take every third day off for the next month in order to do this, I took. I was working on Christmas. I'll be working on New Year's Eve. I worked on my birthday. Uh, when I say work, I mean it was in a fire station or whatever. So, basically, uh, that's what I have to do in order to be able to have enough hours to be able to carry through on this. So... 
my usual New Year's Eve revelry, which New Year's Eve is, I may have mentioned before, is my high holiday where I go absolutely crazy pants. And Very disappointed about this, by the way. case of wine and really? throw on, like, wedding dresses and absolute insanity. New Year's and, nope. Eve is like amateur night. You're supposed to stay home. Because you're doing it wrong. New Year's no, you Eve. You can stay home and do it like that. Yeah, yeah, you can stay home and do it right. But what I'm saying is basically, people talk about New Year's Eve as amateur night. I think I've discussed this before. The problem is they go to public places and have yeah. public parties. If you have a string of close friends that have a number of house parties or you know of good house parties and you just go house party hopping, you're not removing the entirety of the amateur hour factor, but you're definitely increasing your respective fun levels and decreasing the level of drama you're going to encounter, or at least likely drama, depending on your circle of friends. So what I usually do for New Year's is I have either one good crazy house party full of people I, I know and trust, or I'll hit up two or three house parties and I'll pay somebody or compensate someone for driving me and my friends to said parties. We'll get a limo or whatever you else. Mean like Uber? <gasps> oh, well, Tina, we Uber, should Uber do... Uber prices are fucking stupid. Yeah, they, oh, they, 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 they surge yeah, prices. They surge you are, that you are genuinely cheaper getting a goddamn limo on New Year's. Ooh. Book early. Oh, Tina, we should do naked yoga sometime. Okay, I'm down. I'm I'm still not convinced. I bet your neighbor's in too. I know I'm not convinced. I'm just I need to. I follow them on Instagram now. I'm curious. (sighs) Naked Broga. I'm curious about Naked Broga. See what I did there? I just replaced the Y with a B and an R. That was really bad. Broga. It was bad. (laughs) Anyway, so no, I've been fine. Just busy, a little tired. My cats are okay. I have been cooking a little bit lately, so I can take food to the station, which is nice. Um, Have you made uh, any friends? Like, are are there other trainees? I mean, like... Are you the only one on that, like... Oh, actually, if we're going to talk about anything in regards to that, I mean, that's not nearly as... Yeah, there are people I I talk to, but we're not, like, buddies or anything. The more interesting part is, I'm working in rural Texas, guys. (laughs) Like, literally, I am the only... um, I can count on one hand the number of black folk I've seen in the last, like, four shifts. Anyone said to you yet... You're one of the good ones. That is... Actually, I appreciate your understanding that phrase. And while it hasn't happened yet, I'm sure it's going to happen eventually. <laughs> you are pretty articulate. Yep, there you oh. go. That's two of them. Let's also, go for, let's also go for, I have a lot of black friends, and I like Tiger Woods or Kaepernick or whatever, or I voted for Obama. <laughs> I'll vote for Obama again. I'll, I'll vote for a third time, or yeah. That's then, Civil War, man. That was bullshit. <laughs> The, the number of times I've walked into a house and seen like NRA pamphlets or oh, Trump paraphernalia or a f- or, fucking Confederate flag, I bet you probably seen some. No of that. Confederate flags on the walls on the inside of the house, but definitely bumper stickers and Come the on, John, flag that's in the tacky. front yard. <laughs> Depends, but yeah, I've been in plenty of houses where I'm pretty sure I was the only black person that was not like you know in service to said house as like an Amazon or UPS employee or whatever else that's walked <laughs> into that space I'm or a, a home health tech. Jesus. Yeah, actually, that was the one. This one Mexican dude I saw at this one house where he was the other home healthcare provider. But whatever. My was point he is, Mexican or was he Latino? Thank you for the clarification. And I would say definitely Latino. I can't confirm. So that said, um, I. Oh, right. So there was one um, janitor at one of the hospitals we went to, one, um, uh, what do you call him, uh, radiologist at one of the hospitals we went to, and there was one foster kid at one of the houses we went to. Those are the only three black folks I've seen in fucking like four shifts in rural Texas. And when you four saw each other, hour shifts. did you give yourselves like that kind of the nod of like, I see you. The reverse nod. Because yeah, we get that. I get that as a gay guy when you go into straight places. You find the one nod. gay person. It's just, it's just weird. It's just like a yeah, telepathic like, yeah. Was it like get out? Like you, you went up and you're like, hey, dude, this is this is some fucked up shit. Not yet. But that is a whole separate look that I've gotten before. Yes. 
So yeah, that's been the other surreal thing is being like, yeah, so I'm literally in the belly of the beast right now. And I'm only protected by virtue of the fact that I'm wearing a uniform and showing up in an ambulance. So I'm less likely to be mad. I'm, I'm, waiting for the, I'm waiting for the person that will refuse care. Yeah. I'm waiting for the person that will be like, can that guy do it instead? Because we're a crew of three. There's one paramedic, one EMT, and I'm the student. Do you guys have a, a pole that you slide down like a fire? Uh, no, there's no pole sliding. That's a strip Aww. club, John. There's no pole sliding. Sorry, John. At that point, do you say like, oh, sure, <laughs> let me go ask that guy if he can help you. I'll be right back. And then you just like mosey. So honestly, my focus in that situation would be the care of the patient. So if they weren't comfortable receiving care from me and there was someone else that was there that was capable of, uh, that was capable of giving them said level of care, then I would just defer to that person because we'll deal with the bullshit afterwards but the important thing is making sure the person doesn't die so so are you the only uh ems trainee at this particular location yes okay so they don't put like a team like a like a duo it is it is it is uh, myself being instructed slash precepted by another paramedic okay and he as part of his team has an emt that he that, that, that hangs out with him gotcha. is there any hazing going on um, that's common in fire stations, but not right now in this agency. I, I think everything I have going on is from that television show that starred Dennis Leary about the firemen. Yeah, and it's definitely, yeah, firemen definitely do a lot of uh, hi, welcome to the crew type stuff. Yeah, but they not, have a lot yeah. of free time. They like that's shit in your true. lunchbox or something like that. It's usually shit like you know, like loosening the salt shaker and dumb shit like that. Uh, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, or like you know, you all sit down at a table, and then the chair you're sitting in happens to be the captain's chair. And the captain walk, walks up on you like, what the fuck are you doing in my chair? And stuff like that. You know, little dumb shit. But no, um, yeah, it's, it's been pretty laid back so far. I like the crew that I'm working with. They're good people. It's just really odd to be in rural Texas, a place that I normally do not feel safe in any way, shape, or form in. But I'm, by default, safe-ish by virtue of the uniform wearing. It's, it's like when it, back in the, the day, what were those called, those towns? Where, sundown sundown towns. towns. Yeah, sundown town. Mm-hmm. So... I'm definitely in, in a space that probably contained and or still does contain sundown towns. Wow. Mm-hmm. 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 Officially advertised or otherwise. <laughs> so, good times. You want to do a break? Uh, let's do yeah, a let's, break. Let's do a little break here. Yeah. There we go. Okay, I think it's working. You sure? I think yes. you're right. You positive? Hot topics. 2018. Better than 2017 and 2016, but still not really that great. Yeah, I was going to say, really? Better? That's the the slogan. I'm I'm in marketing now. Oh, very well. Carry on. 2018. That happened. Mm -hmm. So, uh, John, I think you said we're going to do like a movie, an album... Yeah, share our favorites of the year. Or not of the year, but that we experienced this year. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to be from the year. Movie, I didn't know. I'm going to maintain Zeitgeist consistency and say from this year. But if you if you all don't wish to do that, there's some categories I'm not gonna be able to do that. Fair enough. enough. That's impossible. But I'm gonna do my best. Can we not start with movie though? Because I I wasn't ready for that. Take your time. We can do music, I guess. Favorite album of the year. Yeah, yeah. Let me pull up the categories that I had created. All right, we'll, we'll wait for John. Okay, categories. so mu- music of the year, uh-huh. that meant the most most of us. Do you want to go first, Otiana? Sure. Mine's pretty straightforward and simple. 
um, there's a band out of Houston called Oceans of Slumber. They're kind of a cross between um, The Gathering and I don't even know what to cross them with because that's it's very much Gathering influence, but much more, I don't know, doomy almost, more proggy. Basically... It's uh, uh, fronted by this badass black woman with this amazing voice. Um, their album is called The Banished Heart. And uh, two tracks in particular that tear me up from that album are The, De- the Decay of Disregard and Howl of the Rougarou. But just trust me, it's a fucking amazing album. Is that their only album? Is that their debut? They have, uh, I think, two or three other albums. But that's the one that dropped this year that I pretty much didn't stop playing. We need to try and the get year. them on the show. I mean, get a song. They're from Houston. We can probably do yeah. that. So. Do they have a record label? Um, I don't know. I think that Century Media is their label. I think. We can make this happen. Yeah, yeah. it can probably happen. All I know is people. they're absolutely amazing. They're somewhat localish, And if you're into prog metal with female vocal, then you should definitely check them out. All right. I'll go next. I, this is not from this year, but I recently, and I, I think I said this on purpose, Chris, Crispy, it might have not made... The actual show, we might have just been shooting the shit, mm-hmm. but I've rediscovered Baruch Assault, and I you, that did, really I think that did like the them. Show. And I didn't give them the time of day when they were. Uh, I mean, they're really? still active. I listened to them back then. Yeah, I didn't really listen to them, but that first American Thighs is a really good album. Yeah, it really is. Um, and then hearing some more of their backstory, because um, I, I listened to or watched this YouTube interview um, conducted by Henry Rollins, and. Um, yeah, I just didn't. I didn't uh, fully appreciate them at the time, but I really appreciate them now. I heart Henry Rollins, and I, that they were just a really tight, just as a band. Hmm. You know, like the percussion was tight. The I mean, I don't think uh, Nina Gordon, Louise Post get any sort of credit for the guitar playing. I, I admit that uh, at the and, and I haven't revisited it, but at the time, I I definitely was one of the people that kind of dismissed it as a like a lady band mm-hmm. and not not something serious yeah. so I I and apologize I, I, mean, I, I do too I mean I I was just like I like oh it's just another one of those sellout grunge bands that's just there like Bush you, yeah exactly except there's an extra discount because they're women yeah yeah that's a thing so and I do I do think I mean full disclosure I think that I've been heard saying something to the effect of you know, women aren't really that great rock musicians. Uh, Decades ago, of course. Like, give us more context for that statement, please. Um, I just, I think back in the day when I really got into music, which was probably like late junior high, early high school. Pardon me. Um, I just, there, I was not aware it was compounded factors. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was not aware of, uh, very many, first of all, I was in central Illinois, so there's that. But also I, I, I think I just, I was not aware of that many, um, female rock groups that, um, a had, or, or, or rock groups that a had a female member or, um, and the, and the female member is usually a bassist, mm-hmm. which is, you know, I mean, Darcy uh, Retsky, 
that's her last name, right? From Smashing Pumpkins. Mm-hmm. She she's like the the um, the poster child for the. There's a whole list of them from the 90s. There's Sean Yusolt from uh, Rob Zombie. There's the lady from Sonic Youth. There's, right. Yeah. But but uh, but the the Can basis from Smashing Pumpkins, D- Darcy was like, I mean, she's she was pretty silent, so she didn't ever like fire back that i remember like hey you guys the bass is, is actually a complicated instrument so the bass you know is from the uh, was it pod 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 um something can i say there Cannonball? were there were two female all-female bands from the 80s that are actually excellent well and, and so th- and, and when i say this you guys are probably gonna uh give me dirty looks but they are really good bands one the go-go's yeah, I'd, mm-hmm. I'd agree with you. And then to the Bangles. I mean, also yeah. it's not. And the Go Go's had their their roots in punk rock, which is kind of cool. Like, I was wrong, is what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I was I wrong about that. Yeah, and I think it's it's one of these weird things where even if there were, which there were, obviously talented female musicians, then it's this thing where they get beat up against the folks that no matter what how talented you are refuse to see you as talented that's whether or not they get signed there's the cultural expectations of okay you're really really good but now it's time for you to start making babies and start touching that instrument and stuff well the, I think well I think number one though it, it, music journalism and criticism immediately puts the females against one another exactly. and all of their com- c- look compare at, look them look at fucking and, Cardi and Nikki right now yeah well there's that famous uh, was it Q Magazine cover with Bjork Tori and PJ, yeah. which is still a sexy ass where, cover. Just yeah, where I think Tori says, "What is what's her quote?" She says, "We have lips, we have tits, we have three holes. That's what we have in common." Exactly. I always like that. Something like that. Yeah, that, that, that's a pretty accurate quoting. Actually, yeah, I have that picture on my phone still. And uh, Tracy Bonham recently, when she did her her uh, reissue, well, not her reissue, reissue but her uh, uh, the burns of being upright when she redid that album and had a bunch of different women cover her songs. She did say, you know, uh, when she was reaching out to these different women to ask them if they wanted to cover one of the songs, um, some of them, she said, you know, at the time, I think it was, um, the woman from actually, I don't, I don't, I'm not even, I don't know, but said that at the time that they were kind of, put together as, as rivals even though like she's like i don't know who this person is and i was nervous to reach out to her because at the time and the yeah. you know they were just always compared and con- contrasted yeah. it's just fascinating that basically you have this thing where it has nothing to do with fucking upper body strength but we're still comparing women against each other mm-hmm. as opposed to comparing with the dudes well, in so. most professional fields it's not enough to be as good as a man you have to be as good as and then some in order to even be considered twice as good for half as much, and you have to, right. yeah, you're right. Because if you think about like what other acts were big at the time, like male friend acts, I don't know if Kurt Cobain was ever compared to Scott Weiland the same way as you know Courtney Love was to Bjork uh, or Tori or whoever. I was thinking more like PJ Kathleen Hanna. You know, oh, it's just better call, yeah, Kathleen Hanna. It's they are never compared that way. Yeah. I don't know. But hey, it, or if it, they are, it's just different. It's not like for. It's almost like it's kind of for the male gaze. It's like all, let's do this cat fight. Let's also not forget though who invented rock and roll in the first place. People can debate Jesus, and decide and get all angry about all they want. But I'm still going to say Sister Rosetta Tharp, a queer black woman, arguably invented what we consider to be the conventional structure of blues tinged rocky type stuff. So yeah, the ladies had it first, y'all. Just just just. 
let it go. <laughs> Megan, what was your music? Well, coincidentally, it seems we have all come up with bands that have female uh, front people. Surprise, yeah. surprise. Um, I think it's because we're all incredibly woke. You know what I'm saying? Oh, my God. Um, which is a term that I learned from you guys. Thank you so much. You're, 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 you're welcome. Uh, so there's a, there's a band called Hopalong. They're from uh, Philadelphia. And fronted by uh, Francis Quinlan, um, who who maybe, and I've been thinking about this a lot in the past few weeks, past few months, um, and I have concluded that she has um, one of the top three best uh, voices in rock music. Oh, this is I've that said uh, it. This is that raspy voice lady you like, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, incredible. Hop along is so good. And somebody that I had met actually online, like on one of those dating app things, uh, way way back in the spring, um, had uh, had mentioned them to me. And I did what I always do when somebody mentions like or recommends a new band to me. I I say, oh yeah, okay, and then I say to myself, I'm not going to fucking listen to that band. Who do you think you are giving me recommendations? Which and is then totally I, the most logical and best response. Right. Yes. Uh, it really has expanded my horizons quite a bit over Thoroughly, the years. I'm sure, yes. So, um, but somehow this band like came back up on my radar independent of that, and then I was like, oh yeah, this dude said this thing about this band. And so I actually listened to them um, oh, I remember what it was because I was looking at um, what NPR had uh, deemed the best female one hundred best oh, one hundred female uh, rock songs. Yeah, you shared that with me of all time or whatever. And this uh, this track um, Tibetan rock stars was on it, and it was uh, Hop Along. I was like, okay, well, I mean, it's on the website, and I'm at work, so I may as well listen to it, because I don't want to do paperwork or whatever. And I did, and it was fucking fantastic. And then uh, in August, I went to Washington with my family, and I listened to the whole album, which is, um, it's called Get Disowned, mm-hmm. it's the name of the LP, over and over and over and over and over again while I was uh, driving around on San Juan Island by myself in my brother's car. I did fill the tank back up, so <laughs> he can, you know, get stuffed, whatever. Um, I'll, I'll let the stuff in. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I should have anticipated it that that I was just coming. saw an opening, and I took it. I take it back. That was very opportunistic, yeah. and I, I can't, I really can't... Uh, blame me for doing that uh but it's a it's fan it's a fucking fantastic album i can't recommend it enough they also have one um i mean they have more than two but the I'm two that i listen have, to it on the way home excellent wow you don't do that thing that i do that's great no i do do that thing oh okay. that you do I but you're do. not gonna do it on the way that's home? how i just now discovered lady tron like ryan <laughs> a decade ago was like hey yeah, there's this band lady, lady tron. tron forever i know i actually and then, don't like and lady then tron, they but pop, go ahead. i didn't think i liked them either and then the song ghost popped up on on pandora and i was like what's the, oh that's Ooh. that band that ryan recommended a decade ago sometimes it's a trick like they've yeah. got one or two that's good and you're like oh well oh, fuck yeah. i was right i was right so anyway, um, Get Disowned is a fantastic album. Uh, Painted Shut is also very good. Um, but I can't recommend Hop Along enough. Really, really, really good band. Uh, her brother is also in it, and then some other dude, and maybe another guy, I don't know. 
So the end with that. Now what? Now what happens? Are, are we ready to do movie of the year now? Well, you guys can. I don't know if I have a. It couldn't be like, could we be at the restaurant and we order first? And by when we're ordering, you're thinking. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Otina, would you like to go movie first? I mean, it's. I, I hate to be stereotypical AF, but you know, I'm just gonna go ahead and pick Black Panther, just cause. I remember when they said that people wouldn't go to a superhero movie led by a black cast? Yeah, no one's going to want to watch it. Wait, 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 hold on, hold on. There are black people in this movie? Strangely enough, yes, there are. How many? I mean, like, I would argue there's only, like, probably one white person in the film. (laughs) Two. 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 Lucky and... Three. The other guy, Kilgore. Is that his name? No. No, the... uh, Claw. Claw, yeah. Three. Claw was kind of sexy. Wow, you 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 can go there if you want. To. I have not seen this film. I oh my god! Uh, yeah, Megan special that way. It's not the black people. Let sure, me just stop you right there. It's sure. not the black people. Nothing it's the comic book Negroes. thing. It's uh-huh. a comic book, isn't it? All those Negroes right? in the movie smiling at you. I think eyes. I'm going to say it right here because I know because we talked about this a little bit at brunch that that the X Men and the Fantastic Four are going to be in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. A perfect opportunity to introduce the X-Men into the Marvel MCU would be for Storm to be in the next Black Panther film. That would work out pretty well, yeah. And then, the, and then they could, because they always like to do that. They like to introduce like one character in a different film and that, have that character be the bridge to a different storyline or a different property. Perfect! And then that she could kick... Lapita Nyong'o's ass, because that character is supposed to be a villain. That character is yes, supposed to be a villain, but it's okay. We can like you know not. She'll that. get jealous because 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 uh, T'Challa be like Aurora Winroll. I think that it's fine. Wind also goddess have her like be doing some fancy spy stuff in the next province over or whatever, and that's okay. And then, no reason to make the ladies fight, or we don't gotta make them fight. Jeff. Oh, they already did fight. In the yeah, comic. we just talked. They about already that. did fight in the comic books, and Storm kicked her fucking ass. Well, she is the goddess of weather, so that <laughs> makes sense. That's not my point, John. Uh, what's 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 her character's uh, code name? I don't remember. Oh, uh, I think it's Mal. Is it Malice? She's like one of the different Mal. Like, there's so many different characters named Malice. I think it's Malice or something like that. Should I know? Um, my movie of the year wasn't a movie. It was a comedy special. It's Nanette by Hannah Gatsby. That, have you seen it? Yes. Oh my God. It knocked me That was one of your recommendations that I actually took. And when I say one of, I mean the one. Talking to you over there, pal. Good for you for actually deciding to, you know, observe something I suggested Well, I don't, I don't need your patronization. I if you guys haven't seen it, you need to see it. Uh, it brought Jimmy and me to tears. It is really um, fucking good. It, I, I had to watch it and uh, I had to split that up. Yeah, I mean, it lingered. It definitely lingered and had an impact on me. Um, Do you want to talk about that impact or just leave I that mean, there? I just remember, I remember the part of the comedy special where it flipped and it just felt like went from funny to, to like really I'm ashamed of myself. Yeah, yeah. To, and I'm it going felt to like you in the casual. It felt like she just did a title punch through the TV, and it hit me, and my soul just flew out of my body. And then I was just captivated for the rest of the of the show. And uh, 
And I hope that so I, I hope she's not done. But she said that she that that she was done. Um, Cameron Esposito recently also. Uh, I haven't seen it yet, but she had a com- has a comedy special out. I think it's called Rape Jokes. That's oh. supposed <laughs> to also be um, hilarious, visceral. Yeah, that's supposed to to um, be something that everybody should see. Um, yeah, hot potato to you, Megan. Uh, okay, so so I'm going through this list on IMDb of of movies that came out in 2018, and I realize that. I've only seen one film in the theater in 2018. Which That's one? part of the problem. Which film did you see? Well, here's another part of the problem. It was Red Sparrow. Why did you... I'm so sorry. Well, I accept your apology. It's not your fault, but thank you. I mean... It I, does I, help I, a little bit. I, I haven't even heard of it. What's Red Sparrow? <laughs> I knew that was going to be bad. It was a giant pile of dog shit. I saw the trailer and was like, wow, um, this is going to be bad. And I think like much like the... The uh, unsuitable relationships in which I have been. Um, it, I, I entered this film. Um, this uh, it was opportunistic. This film it uh, it bought when the stocks were low. Okay, so like I think I was like upset about something or nobody was available to hang out or I don't know. I, I needed something to do that was not in my house. And so I just looked online so you went to go see for a, movie, a film and the movie betrayed you. Correct. Um, to its credit. I mean, it didn't like make me any promises or anything. It, I mean, it promised, it to, it promised to not hurt you. It, it didn't, I wouldn't say that most it, films should at least promise to not cause you, you know, unintentional discomfort. Intentional right. discomfort's another thing. So, so it's uh, because I am very cheap. It's not often that I leave a film before it's finished, but mm. I did leave this one. I'm not surprised. It's, it's, did you go into another one? No. Oh, that's what you should have done. No. Well, I, well, that was the problem. I, I mean, I chose this one in the first place because I couldn't find another one that was playing that that seemed like anything that I could even sit for five minutes Megan, with. I would have warned you against this movie from the beginning. It just well, so bad. I didn't know until the very minute that I went to go see it that I was... Is, that, is Red Sparrow, is that the one with... with Jennifer Lawrence. Jennifer yeah. Lawrence, where yep. she like fucks the, the people. Or, I just remember that she got fully naked in it. And people were like, wow! Well, I don't think I got... Boobies! I don't remember if I got to that part or not. She's like a Russian spy or yeah, something. Yeah, she's a, she's a Russian spy. I'm a she goes to like Russian spy. I'm going to... Spy school in the 80s men. or... I don't know. I don't even fucking know what the um, the era was because I... We have real Russian spies. Don't care about it. And it's... there. I only have so much real estate. You know what I'm yeah. talking about? So, Hashtag Marina Batia movie. Uh, it, was, it, was, it was fucking stupid. It was so stupid... I can't articulate to you. I wish I I wish I had been better prepared for this because because usually I'm very good at, at describing how stupid things are. Um, it was trite. It was not like particularly visually uh, remarkable. Um, there was no comedy at all. Um, the music was not interesting. Um, and I, I, 
I saw Winter's Bone and I thought that Jennifer Lawrence did a, a fine job in that. And this was really yeah, a step down. Yeah, she's actually a capable actress. I'll, I'll give her points for when she's got a good script, she can actually do things. Well, she picked the wrong one with this one. Yeah. So uh, so this was, uh, as I said in the beginning, a giant pile of red communist dog shit. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't see Red Sparrow as my recommendation to you. You're probably a little behind the curve in that one, but that's okay. It's still important. No, absolutely. I have no idea what's playing in theaters. No. So. You want to move on to the favorite moment of the year? It's Oh, you did yours. Did you do? Yeah, I did Annette. Oh, sorry. I'm not listening. Yes. Let, what are we doing now? What's what's happening? My favorite moment of the year, moment or movement or just something that happened. Favorite, as in Would this also qualifies like, like news I'm moment. A, or I, what? Think, I think I was thinking like news moments. Say again. I'll say news moment because okay. I'll do. I'll go first just to show you an example. Of what yeah, I'm thinking please. Of, is the Me Too movement? I think that that's had uh, some really positive effects. Taking mm-hmm. some, taking some shit. Hopefully, lasting and, ones. I'm, yeah. my fear is I've, that this is like a you know. It's truly entertaining just how many men out there most likely vehemently disagree with you about that. Oh, yeah. It's the worst thing that ever happened. That They probably think that. I would say that in the Parkland kids, I'm afraid too. for our sons, actually. Well, hopefully they need to... Nobody? Nobody wants to laugh at that. Oh. Ha. Ha. Too late, like, you You're guys. like Betsy DeVos. Ha. Ha. What? <laughs> I'm saying that I'm afraid of our for our sons. Ha. Yes. The jokes are always better when you so yeah, explain. Yeah, like Park, Parkland oh. Kids, Me Too movement. That's that's gonna be mine. Well, you like you just covered the two positive wanna, things also, that happened uh, in twenty eighteen. Uh, when I mean, uh, Parkland wasn't positive. I didn't. Know, that's not what I meant. When what's her name? When Michelle Wolf uh, had the the she she, she the literally thing. okay. If it, okay, there's always articles about the millennials are killing or so and so destroys so and so or whatever destroys. No, Michelle Wolf literally destroyed the Washington Correspondence Center insofar as this year they're, they're not, not doing it. <laughs> she what literally fucking, destroyed what it. What fucking fucks? What fucking she fucks? She didn't get enough credit. He's also. a fu- that that whole like Trump that administration. That's they're just fucking just God, they're such fucking babies. I think she did an excellent job. And, she, you know, she did her job. Yep. Like, did they not know that's what to expect? And that fucking, I they couldn't t- take the heat. That so baby, the that fucking baby couldn't even show up because he didn't want people to be mean to him. That he had to send Sarah Huckabee Sanders as the as the what should we call it the pig to the be buffer. slaughtered. Aunt Lydia, yeah, the Aunt Lydia, yeah, God, fucking Aunt Lydia. So yeah, that's um. Yeah, she she actually destroyed something. For my real. personal favorite moment of the year is getting my typhoid mare tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> so noted. I don't know why I fucking love that character so much, but I bought her uh, another action figure of her. I think she reminds you of Tori Tori Amos when she was in Why Can't Tori Read? No, I think it's because I kind of like, a working theory. I kind of I I kind of wish I could be a little bit like Typhoid Mary crazy and have these different personalities and one that loves to like just horny sex monsters and the other one that wants to kill all men. You know what? We we have friends like that and it doesn't work out well. For like anybody. in general. Sometimes it's not about the end result. It's about the journey. No, that's never true. That's never true. I, I'm, that's, I'm, more, I'm more about the journey. That's some bullshit platitude that they put on uh, motivational posters. That's... That's Miley Cyrus saying about it too. It's about the climb. <laughs> Did you say Miley Cyrus saying about it? Because that's a pretty poor lead in there, buddy. Just and she saying. had that one song about the climb. I don't know. 
About You're talking to the wrong person. I know. I mean, I'm, I obviously don't know what I'm talking about either because <laughs> I can barely remember. And the, something about the mountain. Something, 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 dump, dump, boom. And something, I don't know. The, 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 the song's about, it's not about, it's about the climb, not about the, the reaching the top of the mountain. It's about the climb to the mountain. It's really hard to, to take seriously an argument about making a climb by someone who who was born into <laughs> she, celebrity. Did you see her last <laughs> yeah, on SNL? Not sure if. No, it wasn't on SNL. It was on one of the late night comedy things where she redid Santa Baby. It's no. a good song. No. Are, did you ask me if I saw where she redid Santa Baby? I just yeah. want to make sure that that was yes. the question. No. You know the, the song Santa Baby? I do know that song, yeah. 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 She uh, retooled it a little Oh, bit. well, thank Christ. Yeah. That she did that. She's a feminist. Mm-hmm. Period. <laughs> feminist, period. With a period. With a period. Um, I'm not saying that she isn't talented. I'm sure she is, but I... I, I mean, if she if she wasn't a Cyrus, I don't know if we'd hear from her. I, I'm, I know that's not is, a cool thing to say. No. I, uh, because I like her spunk... She probably has a good voice, right? I don't, I don't know think that I've so. heard it, but but I mean, but I don't, I don't know, I don't know how to evaluate a good voice. I don't, uh, I don't like it. I mean, that's fair. There's auto tuning and all of that. You but even heard her then, sing in person. But even then, uh, like, like she, people she, would say that Jessica Simpson had a great voice. I'm like, did she? Because I didn't think it was all that great. No. To be perfectly honest, did I, somebody say that? Somebody like Jewel has a better voice than Jessica Simpson, and nobody's saying Julie, Jewel has a beautiful voice. I was raised in Southern Baptist churches. I think I have a pretty decent grasp of what a good voice or a bad voice is. Is that the barometer, like. whether or not you went to Southern Baptist church? Like, okay, for example, I don't think Britney Spears has a good voice at all, but I can't imagine anybody else singing Toxic, and Toxic but she is also a great has, fucking but she also, okay. But she also is uh, enough of a performer altogether to where right, okay. she has an, enough of a voice to where it's bolstered by the rest of her talents. I think that's an excellent point. I think maybe we're confusing two, two categories here. So maybe Miley Cyrus is a good performer. I have not seen her perform. I uh, nor I have saw I that heard really her cringe-worthy one where she was with uh, Robin. What's that guy's name? And he looked like Beetlejuice. Thick. Yeah. Ooh, was that was that the like rapey the, one, right? And, yeah, it was not good. Oh yeah, very I uncomfortable. I did see that. I don't know how that came to my uh, consciousness, but somehow it crept in. And then I wish it would. I don't know how we go got on. I'm, I apologize. Yeah, this is way too long. I was going to say, what the I fuck apologize. are we? Go, go ahead. Oh, Moments of the year. New story of the year. New story of the year. I would, Moment, I mean, I'm going to actually subcategory. I'm, I'm stealing Megan's. Apparently, she's mad. No, I'm not. I'm not angry at all. Oh. Um, what do I have to be angry about? Anyway, so to caveat neatly about about Megan's usual subtweeting of like the patriarchy, or uh, is I don't tweet. Anyway, um, yeah, the Kavanaugh story this year, it's loosely related to Me Too, but it's also just the idea that we're finally in some ways, thankfully, starting to confront the concept of patriarchy as, as, as a society at large. I'm not going to try and like hamstring the progress that feminism has made at large for the last like two or three generations now. It's more about the idea that these things are not necessarily resolved, but uh, or even entering the modern consciousness in a real way, because that's been the case ever since, I mean, not ever since Anita Hill, but it's been poking up in various ways for a long time now. It's more a matter of the increasing number of ways that we're being forced to confront it and the 
ways in which these conversations are creeping their way into genuine, everyday, average discussions for anybody and everybody. It's not just folks that follow the news. It's not just folks that are uh, directly subjected to these things, but it's starting to bleed over into other spaces. I think that's really important, and I hope that it continues. I hope that more and more men continue to interrogate not only their tastes, but their actions and um, genuinely ask the women around them about their experiences and how they can improve the women around them's experiences, how they interact with not just the standard issue, hey, I've got a daughter, or hey, I've got a wife, or hey, I've got a sister, but actually like, oh, look, I know these humans, and I want these humans to be safe. And that they start to share their own stories, too. Not mm-hmm. not to try and steal, like any, you know, make the whole movement about them, but uh, was it Terry Crews? Who spoke out yeah. when it when yeah. a when a Hollywood type uh, grabbed him? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the differing power dynamics of how that worked out, and how I mean, if it's a matter of it's an increasing discussion of how there are these invisible and or very but still very potent power dynamics involved in these interactions, like the fact that all these dudes are like, well, why didn't you hit the motherfucker and blah blah blah, yeah. and the kind of stereotypes that he would have been playing into when he did that, how that would have jeopardized his career, mm-hmm. how that would have changed um, who hired him or why they hired him or how he was perceived in the public eye and so on. And I think it was Brendan Fraser that shared it. And like that's, I mean, it really traumatized him the experience that he had. Mm-hmm. He's not doing movies anymore. Yep, and that's a direct. Cor- I mean, or even like Les um, Les Moonves. And actually, Les Moonves is one of the folks who was directly involved with designing women ceasing to, to to exist, or a number of other women creators and or producers and or actors not having careers anymore and basically CBS taking the turn that it took. Mm-hmm. He's, I mean, even like, um, what was it? Murphy, not Murphy Brown. Was Murphy Brown? Candace Bergen show? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was involved with that coming apart too. Like basically if there Back was... Back in the day? Yeah, if there was a show that centered a woman's experience during his reign, that show very, very conveniently ceased to exist pretty shortly after he started to you know flex his muscles and such. So to understand not just patriarchy and or that power dynamic, but it's very real and tangible effects on what we perceive, what we digest culturally, what whose stories are told and how those stories are told. Um, he also was involved with, uh, was it Survivor or a whole bunch of other reality shows of that type? I mean, it's just understanding that not just it's, <clears throat> um, less interesting stories and more generic stories, but very cultivated stories in line with someone's vision and how we as humans see narrative more than we see data. Mm-hmm. We're more likely to internalize, accept, and understand a narrative as being this is the way things work, as opposed to seeing data that, contrav- that, that, that contradicts a given narrative. So as a result, he, he or she who controls the stories controls what we think. So maybe we should be more conscious of who we Usually not stories. a she. Usually a he. Thank you for the clarification. Yeah. Uh, genuinely. But no, um, uh, they who control was the, the stories that we digest control how we think. So, yeah, that was mine. That was interesting. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was interesting. Uh, I, <laughs> this, is not, this is not a movement. It's actually, I, it's just kind of a tag along to what uh, you opened with, Oh. Mm-hmm which was the Kavanaugh thing. Mm-hmm. I just, I came across this just this morning and it gave me a giggle. And so I just, I thought I might mention it cause I don't have anything else uh, except for the Alexa thing. <laughs> it's 
still makes me laugh and creeps me out at the same time. Um, so apparently, uh, did you guys hear the story about how Kavanaugh was questioned by police after a bar fight in 85? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Great. <laughs> awesome. So, but allegedly he, um, he, uh, he went to punch someone that he, <laughs> hold on a um, I got this from NME actually, and I had to follow, um, the, the references back to the New York times. So this is, this is where my, my information is coming from, but it started at NME and, um, so at, at one point, he was sitting next to a dude at the bar who he believed to be um, Ali Campbell. Do you guys know who that is? No. He was on some 80s show, wasn't he? he? He's the lead singer of UB40. Oh, I remember the story. This is the red, red yeah. wine thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, so Kavanaugh says, um, we were trying, this is from the police report. We were trying to figure out if it was him. If it's him, I'm sorry. Um, and uh, so Kavanaugh and the others looking at him, uh, he objected and told them to stop it, adding expletive, Mr. Ludington said. Um, so Kavanaugh cursed, he said, and then, quote, threw this beer at a guy, at the guy. Quote, the guy swung at Brett, said Mr. Ludington, uh, who is another... I think maybe a detective. Calm down, bro. Right. Like, and you yeah, want them bro chill. jobs? Chill it. I'll give you a bro job. John will give you a bro job. If no, just... it would be a blow job if I did it. Bro <laughs> jobs is just like bro bros jobs. On bros. bros on bros. You're helping a bro out. The bro will help you out later. You guys are just going through a dry spell. So this poor lookalike at the bar who, by the way... I thought you were going to use poor as a noun, not an adjective. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So this Ooh, poor at the bar... That's... that. We can make that into something. Oh, it's already a thing. I think you just did. It's right? already a thing. Um, uh, th- this poor dude at the bar that looks like the guy from UB40, he gets a beer bottle smashed into his head, um, who by now had... Uh, so So I guess this guy that looked like he's from UB40 has Brett Gavinaugh like in a bear hug or something it says embrace but i'm i'm guessing it was not like a loving cordial hug yeah yeah it doesn't seem like something like two friends were doing um and so uh anyway what does it say uh i don't know what bro was doing in the melee but there was blood there was glass there i should i feel like i should do like a like a um like a new england like there was blood, there was glass, <laughs> there was beer, and there was some shouting, and then the police showed up. So, um, anyway, I, uh, anyway, P.S. Long story long, I feel like Kavanaugh maybe owes lots of people an apology, including um, Ellie Campbell from uh, UB40. <laughs> and also this poor man that had his, like, head smashed by a beer bottle. I'm far from thinking that... Um this is the only bro we've had on the Supreme Court or any other allegedly hallowed political Oh, no, it's office. mostly I mean, bros. Yeah, but I, I just, again, this is going to sound annoyingly post, uh, uh, um, uh, postmodern of me, but we really need to interrogate what it means when 
the people we have in positions of power largely come from the same framework, same mindset, same set of, you know, educational whatevers. I mean, Harvard and Yale, sure, yes, I'm sure they are institutions capable of transferring a great deal of knowledge into the minds of their students. But the thing we don't talk about is what happens when we have people who are largely from just those Ivy League institutions and the well, we see what happens come as a result of well, yeah, who, this who, is we do, happened. and I agree, but that's not actively <laughs> interrogated enough. Well, and but who are running those Ivy League? We should, yeah. but it, we should also note that the the incoming house is going to be the most diverse house. In the history of houses. Oh, actually, so. side note, I just remembered a story that came out while I was on hiatus. Um, Harvard has been quietly buying up aquifers, just kind of chilling. You know Why? Um, because the next crisis is going to be a Didn't water. you see Waterworld? The no. next Ask Kevin Costner why. Well, do you know what's funny when I drive As, up here? Because I've been playing so like much that? Fallout, I imagine, like, what would this that look was a good what would this What would this space look like? Like, just... After a nuclear fallout, I mean that's. I mean, I, I'm dead serious. The next crisis is going to be a water crisis. I want to be dead before then. Well, good luck on that. But I'm just saying that's one of the reasons why Nestle is one of the Should, most evil corporations in the fucking world because they're selling it. Is they've been acquiring aquifers all over the world. So it's going to be Tank Girl. You're telling me we're, we're, it's going to be is Tank Girl. Literally, what I'm telling yeah. you. Yes. Okay. Do you guys so, want to come up with like a suicide pact or something? Um, I'm good. Thanks. I'm going to have to suck a little bit more dick before I want to kill myself. Oh, God. <laughs> Favorite that thing? That would make me want to kill myself. You could erase from the year. I, no, I need to have there. I'm going to have to, if before I do that, if it, the world starts going to hell, I'm going to have, what are those things? What are those, like a bucket list? And there are going to be some things on my bucket list, like naked yoga, orgy, Wait, glory you hole. Been, you, you haven't been in an orgy before? Not one that I would like to share. One that I want to erase from my memory. So no, sorry. I want a different orgy. I want like an orgy want, with attractive people where yeah, I, I, want, I don't want to be the most attractive person in the room. That one doesn't count. Does that one, not count. That one didn't count. I, I need got a better tricked. one that doesn't include Chris Christie. I definitely agree. There was definitely a Chris Christie at this <laughs> I know. That's I'm what sorry. I'm saying. I definitely it agree. It always has a think, Chris Christie. I think everybody should have the opportunity to just like go into a space. And I want a classy orgy with like able the to, well, eyes I, white shut mask. Go on, Otiano. I'm not saying you need for, to have eyes wide shut masks. I mean, that's, that's cool if that's your thing. It's not. But I that's think my it's point. Gross. No, it is I my think thing. What I'm saying, John, is that I think everybody should... Or at least, I'm not sure that they're entitled to, but it'd be really, really cool if everybody had the opportunity to, at least once in their lives, to have a sexual experience that was that allowed them to like actually experience their desires with absolute abandon. I think I've had some of those. Wonderful. Yeah. So wait, but so I have wait. More. So why are you mad then? Because I haven't had all of them. That's what I do in my dreams. I had. I, had no, I mean, like really... IRL, like with like with like willing and excited and enthusiastically consensual. IRL never lives up to my dreams. Oh, Megan, you have to have a good threesome. I've had an excellent. I really don't want to. Excellent threesome. Why do you not want with have a, a married couple that I look fondly on? I've had several excellent threesomes. I love threesomes. I believe that you have. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have one because of what I told you guys about earlier, which is a secret. Um, I don't recall the secrets. We'll I don't talk recall. About it well, secret good, either. perfect. So we'll talk about it offline. But I'm sorry that Do you, you like can't. Men in Black oh, wait, does because I can, don't I even know what you're talking about. How is that secret mutually exclusive? You can totally do both. Nah, I don't know. 
It's possible. I don't know. I don't think it works like that for me. Mm, fair enough. <gasps> oh, okay. I remember it now. Okay. I was thinking of in the context of group sex. Also, I, all, I, I get very much like in my own head when I'm trying to like... Then focus more on that's the why head you you're need, being You given. need a mask. Oh, you need to put good. on a mask. You should put that on a t-shirt. I should. Put on a mask so nobody knows who you are and then you'll be so much more free. It's not a problem of them knowing who I am. No, but I mean, it is a problem know, now that I think about it. Maybe that is are. the problem. You forget who you are. I don't know who I am is the problem in the first place. But you know what I'm trying to right? say, Otiano? You can almost put, go into a fantasy world where basically Megan wouldn't do this, but... Basically, you're allowing the mask Scarlet to Scarlet Alaska Jackson would. <laughs> Alaska Jackson, that's going to be your name? My, when I had the radio show, my co-host would said that my alter ego was anyway it's, a, Although, it's an inside regardless joke. john's point is valid insofar as allowing yourself to like avatar aspect somewhat to someone yeah. or something else i feel like you guys haven't met me like like you feel like i can just let go and well that's it's a lot let easier. my hair down and that you know that's a lot happen. easier to mask you yeah uh, and with drugs oh yeah i'll totally do it with drugs <laughs> yeah, i was gonna say so megan if i was to apply all of this say with ecstasy would that change your opinion? i'll have two threesomes at the same time see this is my point there a six sum with mdma if you <laughs> guys get me some of that i'll do whatever was that a madonna album uh, probably Cover a six sum no so what else we got here oh tv show T- oh, oh yeah, yeah I've totally forgot tv show so uh, since since you guys go are scrolling go, rapidly, go, go. I'm going to be a wuss and, and or kind of basic and be like, yeah, big mouth. Big mouth. And not just because, like, Bubble hey, bio. it's... <laughs> not just because, <laughs> From Maya Rudolph, yeah, anything oh, I know. she says. I know. And not, and, and not just because it's funny, but because it's basically... I, I'm not going to say that people all over the world should be showing this to their kids, but just the idea of, like, it, it's implying this concept of more avant-garde or even, like, guerrilla sex ed type stuff because so much of what we're screwing up right now has to do with not properly educating kids about like hey this happens hey this is a thing and guess what as an adult you get to determine what you like for you and if you want to have a great relationship or a great sexual relationship with somebody you get to figure out what they like and what they want to do and you guys have conversations about it and that dialogue continues and the idea of walling off sex into this weird part of your brain where you can only talk about it under very certain circumstances or not talk about it at all is really stupid that's the Lutheran part yeah I that bleeds into what I want to say for my TV show which <laughs> wait, is wait are you finished do you have more things to say no, about I'm that I'm good I'm good okay See, you thought you were going to call me out, and he was done. And no, I, I didn't I, think I, that. I, just I wanted figured to make out sure. that he was done, and I. I'm saw just looking a, after people. That's what segue. I do. I saw a segue. It was a joke. Mine is Shira, Princess of Power, uh-huh. and what I was going to say about how Big Mouth and Shira and all these different type of animated properties. Um, my theory is that people, the the creators now are us. They're our age. So they're creating the shows that we wish we had when we were young. And that's why I think like you take a show like She-Ra Princess of Power and it works on a bunch of different levels where children can watch it and they can see it on one level and then the parents can watch it and see it on a different level. Like for me, I thought that I it gave me nothing but joy. Oh wow. (laughs) And it was... That's something. Story-wise um... There were a lot of lessons in it that it was complicated. There were layers. That, well, give whereas, us an like He Man, He Man, Shira, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, all these shows that we watched, Thundercats, 
when we were little, they were good guys. Please don't tell me we was lost. Okay, all that no, time. no, no. It was just for a second because it's, it's it it uh, it went to sleep, so I had to wake it up, and then I accidentally paused it. But we're going now. Just to reiterate, I could be repeating myself because I don't know where it paused. But in the <laughs> shows that we watched when we were younger, like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yeah. Thundercats, He-Man, She-Ra, the originals, there was very black and white. There were good guys. There were black guys. Uh, black guys. Uh-huh. There were good, good guys. guys good guys. There were black the bad guys. guys. Good guys yeah. and black guys, John. That's I heard you. There I heard were you the first no time. No black guys on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> um, well, I mean, there true. were no like. <laughs> Actually, Uncle Phil did do um, uh, Shredder. Really, I did not know that. Oh, dude! Actually, and the best oh, part no. is when they were actually doing the um, the like uh, writers room conversations. Um, he and the guy who played Krang very intentionally played up the like aw- odd couple, awkward roommate angle in the script. Interesting. They very intentionally inserted that because it was so fucking hilarious. Like the times when like Krang was in the shower and like sh- and like the shredder used all the hot Krang water. Krang went in the shower. Yeah, there's he like, was gross. a brain. There's these, these, these hilarious pictures of like Krang in like a bath towel, a little a little hairnet. Like, that is hilarious. You used all the hot water. So oh, that was good. Thank you. Have the you been practicing? That, yes, but the point is, that, yeah, there was. It was all. There was. Yeah. It was. There were no layers at all. Yeah. She were Princess of Power. The new one has many layers mm-hmm. where it where uh, no spoilers but i'm going to spoil it a little bit the very first episode initially she is part of the horde because she does not that's where she was raised she does not know anything else in her mind they are the good guys so we done yeah okay good she was a whore is the she's no. a, she sweet a whore. <laughs> no but you know what i mean where, where the mm-hmm. bad guys they all have their own motivation so it's like an it's anime. layered so it's an anime yeah because anime has been doing that for a while. Not, not, not to shade the show. I'm just saying that, like, I, I mean, it's not so complicated to where you could see. I could understand why the hordes doing what they're doing. You know, it's not like that. It's still simple enough where you could see that the good guys are virtuistic and the bad. But guys But you understand are why they're broken. Yeah, and you can understand why. I, there's, it was just a lot more heart to this than the Shira and He Man that I remembered back from the 80s. You were also a child at that time, so. But but no, he, he he's got a point insofar as that the eighties like the GI Joe styled whatever narratives were so they're evil because they're evil they're evil because yeah. they're greedy they're we, evil because yeah, they're okay. whatever not just we're, not actually one cartoon series from when we were young that I think holds up today and was way above its time was Exo Squad I if never you remembered I will I have the first season it is. Basically about slavery. For me, it was Galaxy Rangers, which is also involved slavery. Actually, it was all about enough. slavery. Yeah. Galaxy Did Rangers, similarly, the cool stuff. <laughs> but yeah, 80s cartoons. Mm. Yeah, TV no, show, I, Megan. I don't remember those. I loved um, Exo oh, Squad. To piggyback back off of what you're saying there, get on my back. I, I will Climb do it. Back, <laughs> Climb that back. I don't know if you can support this kind of weight, but. Support Did you guys see? Uh, <laughs> Did you guys see the Adventures of Pete and Pete? Oh yeah. That was a very layered... It wasn't a cartoon. Mm-mm. But uh, it was a very complicated uh, kind of adult show. And uh, still one of my favorite shows of all time. The end. That's all. Um, so from this year... It didn't start this year, but it ended this year. It went from 2016 to 2018. There was a, an Irish comedy slash drama. A dramedy, they call it, I think. Um, on Netflix, it was called "Can't Cope, Won't Cope." I don't know if you guys never heard never of it. heard of no? it. Fucking fantastic! 
Um, it's particularly fantastic if you were ever um, a woman in college, which neither I of am you not. were. But you knew some women in college. Mm-hmm. I was one of them that you knew. And um, so it's, uh, uh, it's the story of two female friends and their college age. One of them is in college. The other one has like dropped out of college for the working world or whatever. And she's working some like desk job at some financial company. And they're dynamic and going out and drinking and meeting dudes and complications and I really I have no idea how to articulate uh, the brilliance of this series because I uh, was not alerted to the fact that I needed to identify one until halfway into this podcast this episode but I think that it is really worth a visit if you guys are interested to know it there are two seasons Totally. So, uh, can't cope, won't cope. Can't cope, won't cope. So, really fantastic. Particularly uh, dear to me because I spent uh, a summer semester in Dublin, which is where this is taking place. And, cool. Um, so, that's all. I don't, I, don't, I don't have any jokes about that. We have one more category. What we wish we could take away, like undo from 2018. The carryover from 2016? Is that one of the things? Is <laughs> that not Mine was, was I wish I could take away Christine Blasey Ford's pain. Um, that pain is so like, Yeah, he helped me because originally I said like, that she wouldn't do her testimony. But I think it's more so because of the aftermath of it. Um, it's just, it's just heartbreaking. I don't know that I, if I mentioned this on previous episodes, but uh, I've had several women come in uh, to my office as patients, and it was the first time, their first time in therapy, and their lead-in was this Kavanaugh thing and then, mm-hmm. you know, just like melting down. So, and I don't think that, you know, uh, I didn't, I have a, I have a pretty sensitive, uh, manipulation meter and I don't, I don't feel like these women qualify. Like they didn't register. So, um, it, because it's impactful. It's not just that it's, it, it's just a reiteration of, of the thing that all of us all really know, but uh, at some time, sometimes we don't feel like it's as big of a problem as it actually is. The whole uh, old boy system. Never yeah. forget Woodstock 1999, y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Where, like, gang rape was a problem. And then do you remember... Uh, What's his name from Beastie Boys speaking out about it? Mm-hmm. And I do not remember that. Uh, he did it like one of the MTV Video Awards, I think. He uh, was it Adam Yao? Uh, I think it's Kathleen Jack. Hanna's husband, whichever one that is. Mike D. I don't follow Beastie Boys. I think it was Mike D. But sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but he they you know spoke out about it one of the MTV Video Awards, and it was uh, and then what beautifully happened? awkward. I don't know. 
What was the response to that at the time? I don't remember. I believe Kathleen Hanna and her and her uh, documentary said that you could have you could have heard a frog fart or something in that. Beautiful. And yeah, because there's all they're all you know celebrating the awards and celebrating themselves, and then here he comes, and be like, yeah, something really fucked up happened this year, and yeah. then I was like, Ooh. was a, I I think what was uh, particularly, I'm not going to say I think. What I have heard directly from women who have had similar trauma, um, what was most upsetting for them at that particular point was um, hearing, like one of the patients was saying, I'm a teacher, and when that was coming out uh, in the news, my students, which were high school students, I think, uh, were saying, you know, like, uh, I don't believe her, and there she said there wasn't one one kid in the class that that said um, that that I believe that that happened, and everybody was um, under the impression that uh, this woman was doing it for media attention. Yeah, and and I think particularly having that generation of kids like meant means that there isn't the kind of progress that we hope is like happening behind the scenes is not going on well no because if you if you took his testimony afterwards and how just completely batshit it was and he still got confirmed and and then a side note, uh, you guys remember when all of the what was it like eighty three complaints were dropped? Yeah, by a court, and the reasoning was because he is in the highest yeah. court, and we have no authority to um, back those. So and, and I hope and I hope that that fucking keeps Jeff Flake awake at night. It probably won't. And I at, hope at this point, I, I I give zero shits about Jeff Flake, but but that is because, a representation well, of the this. the problem as a whole, right? Oh, like, uh, you know, okay, well, this guy is the boss, so you know, this these the may or may not be. This, this comes back to that rant I had a little while ago about the idea of a um, a desire for a final authority of sorts, someone to basically win the congressperson or mm-hmm. win Michael Flynn or win the president or win whomever blatantly lies and or says or does something that everybody in existence knows is factually incorrect, inaccurate, misleading, whatever. There is no like lightning strike from the heavens that says, no, you are wrong. No, I wish no, there was, though. There's no there's final... so much just corruption just right in our faces. Yeah, justice is just us. That's it. There's yeah. nothing... There's, there's no, like, final accountability. I mean... There is a final accountability, and unfortunately, it's Dad, who, at this point, is fucking Brett Kavanaugh. This is my point. Yeah, exactly. There, there Father is, knows best. So, so it, it, it's this utter lack of anyone willing to either adjudicate that or create a body capable of adjudicating that or just our corruption of uh, the, the corruption of us continuing to put people in that space who lack sufficient um, uh, scruples to be in that position of moral authority well it's laughable right now that they're blaming the government shutdown on Nancy Pelosi who's not the speaker of the house <sighs> like she can't do anything when you say just, they who do you mean like the all the talking heads all the Republican talking heads are all David oh, Byrne like, is like, definitely I wish, not I just blaming wish it on Nancy that, like when they get on any one of these network news and they have they have you know a host 
and the host is letting them speak. I just wish one host would say, but you do understand the Republicans control the House, the Senate, and the executive branch. So how is this the Democrats' fault? Because they're wrong, John. And I just want to see, see their fucking face. And I want to see them try to, like, rat squirrel their way out of that corner. John, you're bringing facts to a feelings fight again. Ain't that the fucking truth? So I, that's my wish I could take away from 2018. Because, I mean, she's still getting death threats. Mm-hmm. And she did the right thing. Yeah. Megan, what about you? Um, I don't have a... a I do. Second, second is when Jim Acosta refused to give up his microphone. That was a good. No, that's not my takeaway. That's Speaking my positive. I like that. I yield to give up microphone. <laughs> Reclaiming my time. That's Reclaiming you. my time. That's Reclaiming. you. Uh, I don't have. Uh, I don't have like a. Mine is. I guess. I don't. I don't have one. I didn't know that this was coming. Um, it was 20, on the thing. What? Which thing? The thing that I sent you guys. When was that? Saturday, Sunday, Friday. <laughs> I don't Meanwhile. remember that. I will. Okay, I didn't read that. I don't follow links. <laughs> Otiana will tell you. Um, uh, 2018. 2017 was particularly rough for me. 2018. I met bled into 2018. So, um, personally, I, I mean, the, the shit that you guys are talking about is... I wish I had clown music I could play right now. Yeah, I wish too. <laughs> where where is Special John when you need him? Special John and his scrubs. That's happening on Thursday, so I'll just I'll just retell the story Thursday with some some funny Pee Wee Herman music. Uh, twenty eighteen started out rough. It got better personally for me, uh, gradually. And you moved here. I did. I moved here. You got rid of from Appalachia. Of office Dick. Uh, what's that? What's office that now? Dick. That guy. What was? What would we call him? That uh, your old job? Oh, don't say Office Dick because it it sounds like somebody Office you Dick's were like banging. a positive. Yeah, you yeah. Like somebody that you were banging dick. at the office. Uh, you mean like the crazy dude at the yeah. office? That we I had a name for him. Clear- though. A CBD. CBD. Yeah. No. To clarify, it wasn't there was I had I don't know anything about. CBD office dick. Um, well, it just grosses me out to say that out loud. Uh, it has it. It has gradually gotten better, and and uh, I think this is a good place. Uh, so take backs. I don't know. I don't know. I, you know. Okay, let quick hopes for 2019, and then we're done. Not no, resolutions. No, no. What about Otieno? Oh, I thought you had one already. No. Okay, go. Um, I'm going to choose to interpret the question as not so much uh, things you want to take back as things you want to leave in 2018 and not take with you That's in good. 2019. Yeah. And I want men to leave behind their fucking egos. <laughs> I know it's like a surgical separation. They'll be difficult, probably, at best, close to impossible. But That would end toxic masculinity altogether. Which is why I say that I really want men to leave their egos in 2018. I want, I I mean, I'm not going to say I'm like some born again, seeing the light. I am now perfect and flawless in the eyes of like Gloria Steinem or Tarana Burke or whatever or some shit. Um, I'm saying that, you know, humility in the face of criticism and the ability to not just listen for hearing, but listening, listening to understand is something that um, 
I myself and a whole bunch of the folks should be working towards more and more. And one of the first things that helps with that is putting down your fucking ego. So yeah, that's what I want to leave in 2018. And I encourage other folks to do the same. Dudes to do the same, to be clear. That would be fantastic. Yeah. I'm just not even want to do a 2019 now because that's a good space to end the show on, I think. Hmm. I kind of want the world to explode in 2019. <laughs> that's, that's, I want okay, it. After I have a really good orgy experience, the world can explode. At, the, at your actual point of orgasm, ideally? I hope that John's... After everybody has orgasmed all over me oh and I'm weighted down yeah, in okay. semen, then wow. the world can I hope that John's it. forthcoming orgy experience... <laughs> I'm kidding. I do not want to be covered so in ...is so amazing <laughs> that it combusts the entire world <laughs> into hell, oblivion. Hell orgasm, or maybe the world partially explodes and We're then counting on you, John. group orgasm like batteries the world... Again, battery. like that one it's episode, gonna battery of the Buffy. world. It like charges the battery. The it charges the battery. Charges the battery. Mm-hmm. No, because then we f- keep fucking going. This, but is... it's better. We recreate no. the world in our image. This has to end. Let's let's just and we make it gay. Very. It's fine. Very gay. It's fine. But like the good type of gay, not the type of gay that, that don't like <laughs> lesbians and people of color. Not that type of gay. Not the not the bad gay. The good, the good gay. gay. A gay that's accepting and loves everyone for all of their flaws. Mm-hmm. That's a good idea, John. And it says all their idiosyncrasies are like good and not bad. Never be ashamed. This is this is really gone. I don't know where we yeah, are we're at this point. Like- Enjoy the song Josephine by Escort. And we'll be back in... Uh, 2019. Are you guys... Yeah, in 2019. Yeah. The, like second week we, of... We won't be here the 6th, but we will yeah. be here on the... Th- nope, the Whatever. 20th. No, you guys can do the 13th. Yeah, we can do You're the gonna 13th. You're going to do the 13th. We're going to do the 13th without I will not be here. see us. It'll be no sooner later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't forget about dating. Uh, we need to get a female. Dating. We need a female. You can't replace me. No, dead. not a replace. We, just, just, fem- we need a female your, energy. Can you just leave your... Leave your um, Vagina here when you go to wherever else. Leave your vulva here. I mean, I usually do. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Uh, this is the safest place for it in my apartment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'll be on uh, dating and, and the, the big, big D, D on the thirteenth. But we don't know when that re- that releases. I that's a good, good point. I have no idea. But uh, but you guys will be here on the thirteenth, and then uh, we'll be back uh, as a team, a full team on the twentieth of January. Okay. So bye. Bye.